Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. morning everybody um, welcome if I haven't met you I'm Viv and uh, married to the wonderful Steve um, uh, uh, we, we're gathered today we're here in the room here in Balham we're here online and then we've got people in Battersea as well and um, give us a wave if you're at Battersea like give us a wave like um, and we want to just give everyone joining a really, really big welcome. I'm loving the fact that technology um, has just given us even more of an opportunity to be one church in multiple locations. And it's just really exciting to see loads of new faces at Battersea and here too. Um, it's just been encouraging just to hear some of the stories that are emerging as we're regathering together as well, which is really exciting. Um, so... I don't know whether anybody's been around the last two weeks. We've had two weeks where we've been talking about our purpose and our mission as a church. Um, can I recommend, if you haven't listened to it, if you haven't watched it, like catch up if you can. Um, and Steve and I are going to like tag team this vision talk today. So, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be good. Um, <laughs> and we have some really exciting and very, very important kind of information announcements in the middle of the talk so do not tune out it's uh, stay awake because it's going to be exciting um so let's remind ourselves what our purpose is as a church if you've been around the last couple of weeks i'm going to need a little audience participation here um shout out if you're over in battersea shout out if you're here if you're online um drop a comment in the box what do you think our purpose is as a church anybody remember anything Great. Transformation. Any more than that? God is in the transformation business and we get to join in. This is our purpose. This is our USP. It's our strap line. Um, you remember the plumb line that Steve talked about. That This is it. Like Every project that we do, every ministry that we do, every thing that we oversee, every kind of project that we do as a church... Um, but also like for us as individuals, that wherever we are, we can go, do you know what? Is this transformational? Where is God at work? What is, what is the Father doing? You know, Jesus talked about only doing what he saw the Father doing. Um, and we want to do that as a church. Like, what is God up to? And we can apply this to our own lives, whether we're, whatever we're doing, whether we're at the school gate, whether we're at the gym, whether we're in a Zoom meeting, whatever we're doing, we can ask, what are you up to, Father? Where are you already at work? Um, when we, we launched Healing on the Streets, I don't know how long ago that was, 11 years maybe, um, and we knew that God would work through us and we'd see many people healed, but what we hadn't realised is that God was already there and we just happened to just be turning up. Um, I remember one lady, she'd taken four buses just to get to Balham. Um, because she had so much faith that she was going to be healed. And so we didn't need to do that much. We just needed to turn up and pray. And we were just partnering with what God was already doing. And so, she, you know, she, she left with tears of joy and kind of um, faith that God had, God had done what he was going to do. But we, we, he did the transformation. We just got to join in. And so that's our purpose as a church, that God is in the transformation business and we just get to join in. Like that takes the pressure off, guys, doesn't it? 
So um, that's the purpose. Our vision has two parts, two parts to it. The first part I talked about last week, and this is about the Isaiah 61. So we are people carrying the mandate of Isaiah 61, where the Spirit of God is upon us to bring transformation. We have the people carrying the mandate of Isaiah 61, where the Spirit of God is upon us to bring transformation. And that's the direction that we're going in as a church. That's what we're called to as a church, to partner with God in bringing transformation, like he talks about in Isaiah 61. But it, like I talked about last week, it has to start with us receiving the Spirit of God. The, the mandate of Isaiah 61 is pretty hefty. It's pretty hefty, isn't it? There's a lot to do. Um, but <laughs> we feel like you're being watched. Um, but we just get to join in with him as we're partnering um, with God and as we're filled with his power. Yeah. Uh, Viv normally introduces me as her smoking hot husband. <laughs> but she didn't, she didn't today. Okay, so that's, that's two parts of our vision. You get it? First part. The second part is this, we want to see multiple thriving sites across London with worship, formation, and mission at their core. Okay, let's take this. So thriving sites, multiple thriving sites. Uh, we're a multi-site church. Uh, for some of us, this might be a new concept to us. It might, the vision for what we're doing came up with something that happened to me, a vision that I had in 2020, 2012, where I saw these multiple hubs of fire and light across this part of London, and people were coming in to get restored and rebuilt, and then they were going out to then invite other people to come and be transformed. They would take that to wherever they were in their localities, and so the cycle would continue. Come in, be transformed, go out, help others to be transformed. We're one church, Vineyard 61, with multiple thriving sites. Uh, we, we just think this is a great model for, for churches in, in the city. Sites then don't get too big. They stay local. You see, London used to be made up of hamlets. You, you see Balham, Streatham, Fulham, Putney. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hamlets, Hamlets across <laughs> Streatham. There we go, <laughs> Brixton. Um, what, what we believe and what we've always believed is that what London needs are small communities of life where people are known and local mission can take place. It can happen a lot more easily. Um, you see, there's some brilliant large churches in London, uh, but that's not what God has called us to do. He's called us to have multiple sites, which are way smaller, uh, but we're still one church. We're centrally resourced, but we're locally present. So how many of you in Battersea, again, just a show of hands, how many in Battersea live just a stone's throw away from, from the site? Yeah, there's like several. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Zeke, yeah, I see you. <laughs> Still trying to be a televangelist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of multi-site. Local people, local church, local mission. And so through our compassion ministries, our Sunday services, 
and our, our small groups, life groups, we, we've seen healings, people getting jobs, people coming uh, to Jesus, people, lives being transformed. We are beginning to make a difference in the community. But we're not done. (laughs) (laughs) So smooth. Um, We want to see more people come to know Jesus, don't we? We want to see more people come to know Jesus and become disciples of him, to see lives change and to see the city um, transformed by the love and power of God. And that's why we love multi-site. Local sites are empowered to impact their communities and just more people get the chance to encounter God. Um, the complexity of multi-site is really, really not easy. I said last week, before COVID, my preaching schedule spreadsheet um, was uh, just a nightmare. I wouldn't give anybody a, a, a access to edit it because it was so complex. And it was just really hard to organise people to preach three times, you know, in the morning, in the evening, at the other site. Um, and so, and then ben Battersea would then, like, get the preach a week later. And, and so it's just... The thought of then adding more sites into the mix, just, I was very tired. Um, and I think one of the, the incredible points of COVID, the plus points, is that our technological advances have improved so much. And for, for us, it's just great to only be able to, to preach once and know that we're all hearing the message at the same time. And the priority for us is to gather together, to worship together, to minister to one another, because that's the thing that we've missed, isn't it? That's the thing that we've missed in this season of isolation, of like coming together, actually seeing people's faces, worshipping together. And so this is the the beauty of being a multi-site church, that we can get to do that in smaller groups of people where we're known and we can make a difference locally, but we're... Um, able to be resourced centrally and so the sites can just get on with doing the things that they're called to do and you know serving the local community that's what we're that's what we're about as a church and then bringing the transforming power of God into each location and so the plan is over the next few years we want to see where God is leading us to set up more sites again God is in the transformation business we're just joining in and so we want to hear God and see where God is already moving and then um, start more sites. But we're not done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We we want to see multiple thriving sites across London with worship, formation and mission at at their core. We absolutely believe that big things happen in smaller communities. And we're committed of creating and launching thriving sites that are relationally and spiritually places of transformation. This is all vision. We would love to see, in this part of London, sites within 20-minute walk of anyone. It's a dream. It's a thought. Um, We'd love... I love walking. To, uh, can't walk to church at the moment, but I love. I, I used to love walking to church. Um, we believe that sites could be places of grace and environments of encounter. That's what we believe. And so, do you remember we've got some announcements? We, we've got a uh, a thrilling announcement. <laughs> Let's have a drum roll. Let's have a drum roll. Okay. Let's have a drum roll. Um, we, over the last six months, we've been approached by uh, leaders and trustees of a fantastic community church in Wandsworth 
who want to join us and be adopted as a site of V61 family. To be honest, six months ago we were definitely not looking for this, um, but we can clearly see the Lord is um, the Lord is in this, and so we wanted to introduce you to Westside Church in Wandsworth. Wow. Westside Church, fantastic, fantastic. You know where that is. Um, Angela and I, we call each other brothers and sisters because we look so alike. Tell me, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're born on the same day. Close. <laughs> There's a bit of a time difference from South Africa to... Okay, anyway, I digress. Um, Westside Church, brilliant, brilliant church. Um, their main leader is, has retired, and their beautiful multi-generational congregation of just this low, great, fantastic local presence and outreach ministries... Um, as many of you know, I used to work in prisons across London, and I remember being, I used to go to Wandsworth Prison. Uh, every Wednesday, I would then come out, tell Viv, I feel at home. I love, I feel at home in prison. <laughs> and I remember just during the breaks during the day, I would go out uh, and walk along Trinity Road, where the, th- the three lanes, I'd walk from the prison to West Side, and then just come back and pray, just pray up and down. And I remember 12, 15 years ago, just walking up and down there every lunchtime and just praying um, for new life, praying for people to encounter Jesus uh, and more and more. And I'd see these new shoots come out in, in the springtime. I'd be praying, Lord, bring new shoots, bring new, new life. And so as we began hearing the West Side story... <laughs> Tonight, I feel pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a jet. I think um, the prayers I began. I was praying like 10, 12, 15 years ago. We discovered that West Side's verse of the year is this: Isaiah forty three nineteen. See, I'm doing a new thing. For, uh, sorry, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You see, God was already up to something. He's fantastic at it as well. He's really good at this transformation business. He's got great spreadsheets. He gives access to to anyone. what we, what we discovered is God was already up to something at Westside and is already up to something with Westside. We're just joining in with what God's already up to. And so it's just been this honour to hear about the legacy, their commitment to one another, uh, the history. They've been going as a church presence there for over 100 years to, to partner with a church with that incredible legacy in the community uh, is, is just humbling. And so, we, um, and so they've asked us to come and be adopted by us as one of their sites. And so we've met with some of their members of the church uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we, we, Viv and I and others, we just want to continue to listen, to learn, and to journey this together. Um, and so we're really excited, inspired by this adoption. And so we know a number of you, I, I can see a number of you, we know that there are a number of you who might live in that direction, Wandsworth, Ellsfield, Southfields. Um, 
you might want to consider joining that site. And so we're going to be launching that site, kind of God willing, in March next year. And uh, we just wanted to, to let you know where we're headed. Uh, so do pray for them. Uh, pray for us as we continue this journey of adoption, adopting them as another site. Um, we'll be giving you some more information, so, so stay tuned. Um, we've got a little, oh yeah, this, look at this, this is, this is a great little graphic. Um, so you remember the second half of the, um, of the vision. We want to see multiple thriving sites across London with worship, formation and mission at their core. And so I just want to run briefly through these three areas. So worship. Um, again, back to, back to Steve's original vision, people came into the hubs of fire and light, the spirit of the Lord comes upon them, they're transformed and they're starting to be formed into the image of Jesus and then they go, take the transforming power of Jesus with them and then bring people back again into the, the hubs of light and so you see this cycle continuing and so all, it starts with worship, it starts with coming into the presence of God and um, in the 1600s there was... Um, the Westminster Shorter Catechism came about where they asked this question, what is the chief end of man? And they came up with this phrase and it's, mankind's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And I love that, don't you? Like that's our chief purpose in life, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And in Psalm 73, I just love this, where it says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. And we want to be known as a worshipping community where we're coming before a holy God and offering our lives as worship to him because he's worthy, not for any other reason, but just because he's worthy. And this is where we start. We look to him we come boldly into his throne room and we lay our lives before him. Um, both Steve and I have just been sensing during this season of reset to help our community be reminded of just the privilege and the honour of worship. And so during the Sundays in October, we're going to be capturing some of, the, some of this beauty of worship as well as teaching this, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Um, you may remember as well that a few years ago, a few years ago, a few weeks ago, um, we let you know about James and Lauren Melacrino stepping down as the worship pastors here at V61. They've done such an incredible job of setting our culture of worship as a church and laying the foundations. But as we grow and have more sites and make worship even more of a priority, um, we needed to make this more of a one-day-a-week role. And so um, they're just not currently at a stage in their life when they can give that um, time to us. And so we've um, had a couple of internal and external applicants for this role which we've interviewed and um, we're delighted to let you know that our very own SP will be formally moving to the role of worship and production pastor. (laughs) SP is here in the room today. James is leading worship over at Battersea. Um, and they're great friends. And the, the, just the sense that we've had is that, that this is a baton change. That um, James and Lauren have just run an incredible first leg. And they're now handing on to SP for the next leg. 
Um, and you're going to hear some of uh, SP's story next week as he kicks off our worship series. But we really believe that this is where transformation happens, that it happens in the presence of God, where we worship him with all our hearts and our souls and our minds. Okay, the second part is formation. Um, this may or may not be one that's more familiar to you or a bit, bit, less, bit less familiar to you. Um, the philosopher and author Dallas Willard gives an excellent definition of formation and he says this, spiritual formation in the tradition of Jesus Christ is the process of transformation of the inmost dimension of the human being, the heart, which is the same as the spiritual will. It is being formed, really transformed in such a way that its natural expression comes to be the deeds of Christ done in the power of Christ. It's quite complex, isn't it? But it's the deeds of Christ done in the power of Christ. As we're transformed inwardly, we then start to become more like Jesus outwardly. We don't just get a ticket to heaven when we become Christians. It's not what it's about. We want our inmost beings to become more and more like Jesus as we go along. 2 Corinthians 3.18 puts it like this. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. And again, it's God that does this transformation business. Through a, and, and then, but it's through a number of different ways. And it's um, as we spend time with him in prayer, in meditation, in silence, in the various different spiritual practices, but also in community. I, I don't know about you, but I've seen huge spiritual formation as I've spent time with other people, as, as I've given people access to speak into my life, as I study the scriptures with others. I cannot help but be changed. Christianity is not a solo sport. And we're coming back from this season of isolation. And as the writer of Hebrews puts it, honestly, this is so relevant to us right now. This says in Hebrews 10.25, This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onwards. We've got out of the habit of meeting together, haven't we? People have got out of the habit of doing it, but we are urged this is what we do. This is how we're formed. This is how we go forward as a community. This is how we make a difference in our community as we meet together. And so over the, over the next year, we'll be looking at formation in greater depth, whether it's in our own personal formation and also how it's outworked with, our, with other people in community. And can I just highly recommend, if you haven't joined a life group yet, um, they have started, but there is room. And also probably shouldn't say this, Sockham, the School of Kingdom Ministry starts this week. The, the, it's meant to be closed, but if you want to do it, you know, who's going to say no? Um, and this will massively accelerate the process of formation in your life, massively. So if you want a kind of, oh, like what's the fast lane? If you want the fast lane, come to Sockham. Okay, finally, um, mission. Um, if I'm honest, I think this is the area where we're strongest as a church. We started with mission before we started anything else. We've always wanted to be a church which makes a difference in our local communities. We, you, you've probably heard us say countless times, we want to be the best church for our communities, not the best church in our communities. 
um, a pond. If you think about a pond, it's not the healthiest body of water because there's nothing flowing in and there's nothing flowing out. We want to be more like a river where the Spirit of God fills us again and again, but then we have an outlet too. We overflow, a bit like that water bottle I showed you last week. I filled it up and it overflows. And as we're filled with the Spirit of God, we cannot help but go. Go and take the good news of Jesus to our friends, our neighbours, our families. We've, um, we've had these two arms of mission, um, which is the supernatural and compassion. How can we practically be the hands and feet of Jesus to a hurting world? But also, how can we invite the power of God to change someone's life supernaturally, but in a really normal and not too weird way? I... I spoke to someone recently and they said that they'd started practicing some of the spiritual disciplines and practices more and more. And they, they were just filled with this weird sense of wanting to tell people about Jesus. Whereas before it felt much more like I really should do that. Um, he actually was just like, do you know what? As I come and I'm formed by Jesus, I can't help but tell other people. And I love this as we come in and worship God, as we're formed into becoming more like Jesus, our natural response is to go and bring this transformation to others, to go and show and tell other people the good news. You, you remember Steve's vision, we come into the fire, we're transformed and then we give it away. And this cycle continued, continues. I know I quoted Oswald Chambers last week and I've quoted Dallas Willard this week, but our very own Phil Sattel Singh has put this so eloquently. He's not even here to, like... <laughs> Christian spirituality is the active engagement with a transcendent and personal loving God for the purpose of surrendering our will, leading to the transformation of self and those around them in love. Don't you love that? There's an active engagement that we have to bring. This isn't, God is in the transformation business, but we get to join in. There's something that we have to do as a response. Really good. Um, so as we come out of lockdown, um, and a couple of new compassion ministries have, have started in, in the middle of lockdown. And, and one of them, you see, let me just repeat again. Um, God is in the transformation business, isn't he? And we get, we get to join in. Our hub on Mondays is this gathering space for, with, for people from all walks of life, all backgrounds to come together and be known. And uh, our very own Sam has put together a video uh, to, just to show us and tell us all about what, what goes on in, uh, in the hub on Mondays. So uh, let's see what God's up to, shall we? about Monday and it's all about what God's put on all of our hearts by coming here continuously on a Monday and you're going to tell us why. The hub is a lovely place to come on Mondays. We play bingos, we have tea, we have coffee, croissants, we build puzzles. If you have any help with the computer, get online, we can help you with that as well. It's just a place where we just love on the love. We all met here at the hub and we just have fun. It's such a really good atmosphere, and we can just all be ourselves. Different personalities, different characters. Different people, different backgrounds. Yeah, different backgrounds. Different cultures, everybody loves everyone. Yeah, I think we're all finding our, our personalities here. 
It's all about the love. The love for God. And for each other. For each other. My favorite thing about the hub is the people. Just come here, hang out with everyone, hang out with Kristen. Uh, just hang out, you know, socialize with people. I know she doesn't own it, but Kristen is such a good person because she encourages all of us to naturally be ourselves. In the outside world, it's, we don't really have a lot of freedom to be ourselves. And we come here, and the best thing that I love about coming here on a Monday is that there's all worship going here on a Sunday. So it's like we walk into the worship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. How great, how great is that? Um, so why don't you come down on a Monday between 11 and 11 and 2? And uh, today at Balaam, actually, you can take with you a greeting card that someone from Hubbers has made. It's all free. Uh, if you'd like to donate anything, that can go towards uh, future events, more bingo balls. <laughs> Uh, art classes, and uh, we're planning on a Christmas party as well. So any donation, just, just throw in there, uh, you can do so. Um, and also, Kristen, let us know couple, last Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago, about City Sunday. That's happening in, in October. The last Sunday in October, we're, we're cancelling our, our meetings, and uh, we are just going to uh, serve our city in, in various ways, whether that's be prayer walking, litter picking, gardening, house clearing, putting together packs for, for people in need. And so put the date in your diary, Sunday the 31st of October. Uh, but, uh, and so we'll, we'll let you know more about that next week. Okay. Let's just go back to vision and just cast a bit of what's, what's, what I believe, what we believe is coming. Um, you see, if our history is anything... I'm expecting our future for us is that we will be known even more for our compassion towards the stranger. And also knowing that God is wanting us to train and equip believers for, for mission and ministry. See, we're not bringing good news to the city. We are good news for our city. And if anything's our past, it will be messy. It'll be deeply messy. You see, kingdom compassion leads us beyond ourselves. It messes with our heads, messes with our hands, messes with our hearts, messes with our services and our churches. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, what we're doing is just, will you partner with us in this great adventure of mess? Will you partner with God uh, in his transformation business? Again, last three weeks, you may forget, just do... If you remember one thing, find a way to take the transforming power and love of Jesus to the streets, to your workplaces, to the schools, to your uni. Join God at the gym. Join God in the on the train, when you shop, in the coffee shop, in the supermarket. Connect the grace and power and love that's in you with the people around you. If you do nothing as a response to this, do that. Connect the grace of God with the people around you. Do whatever it takes to get among the people. You see, what I've known is that as, as we get out there and join God in his transformation business, God will, 
as you give away. God will keep giving you more. Giving away what God has given you multiplies what you've been given. It's true. It's really true. I'm not young anymore. Some of the songs we sang earlier, they were probably older than most of you. <laughs> if, if you hear anything, take the grace within you and give it away. And over the next season, we just feel God is calling us again. Are you in this adventure? I want to say to leaders, just flip in lead. It's time to kind of lead, guys. If God's called you as a leader, it's time to lead. Like Elijah, you know, I feel like I'm sat under the juniper tree and God's, I've been sleeping loads and I've been eating loads, which is what happened to Elijah. And I feel like it's time for, for me and for, for some of us to get up. It's time to go. If you're not serving, would you consider joining one of our teams? It's a great way to meet people. If you're not in a life group, just join a life group. Or apparently now, sock them. <laughs> just get in one. And if you're not giving to a local church, consider giving to God's transformation business through the church. Maybe over the last 18 months, your finances change, your, your income's change. You might want to just update uh, your giving. You see, your generosity helps us as a church to fulfill this mission that we feel God has called us. Everyone can play their part in bringing transformation. So this is a time again to connect our hearts with Jesus. It's time for us to connect what God is doing for those yet to come. And this is the mandate of the church, Isaiah 61. There is joy coming. We've started to see it already at the hub. There's joy for mourning. Imagine that increasing. Just imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine if we all knew as individuals, as a church, how to pray for the sick. Imagine us all going out and seeing blind eyes open. What would that do for our families, for our workplaces? Imagine if we were fully equipped to bring freedom to the captives. I used to, in Wandsworth Prison, I would, I would meet guys that, found, have, that have found Jesus and they would t- tell me, I might, be fr- I might be locked up on the outside, but I'm free on the inside. And I said to them, I know loads of people on the outside who are locked up on the inside. What would that look like if you and I were truly free, that we just gave that freedom away to others? Imagine the, the council coming to us as a church and saying, can you help us with the poor? Can you help be good news to the poor in this borough? And this is what we're going for as a church. We want to be so full of the Spirit of God that we cannot help ourselves. We bump into, just we just transform the city. We can't help it but transform because we're so full of God. Why don't we stand? Let's stand. Let's stand and pray and we're going to worship. I'm going to hand back to, um, to our Battersea site and their leaders to uh, have a time of worship now. Why don't we stand and pray? Just pray. Spirit of God, would you come and rest upon us, rest in us now. God, would your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. 
Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, power of Jesus now. Even now, set people free. People who might go, yeah, I'm not free at the moment on the inside. Would you now set people free? In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.